everybody. Welcome to Trashy Breakups, your Wednesday unmarried edition of Trashy Divorces. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. My name's Stacy. I have a story for you this week. A little bit of a follow-up. We talked about Joe Kennedy mm-hmm. and Gloria Swanson mm-hmm. in Sunday's episode. There is just no end to Kennedy trash. No, is there's not. Okay. There's not. But I do have a, a singularly... Not trashy, more sad, kind of trashy breakup today. Okay. I've been researching Jean Tierney for a very long time. She's got a fascinating story with a lot of spiderwebs. But today we're just going to go down one of those spiderweb threads to talk about the trashy breakup of actress, legend, goddess Jean Tierney and John F. Kennedy. Hmm. This this affair, this ill-fated Doomed Affair was written about heavily in Jean Tierney's biography called Self-Portrait. was written up just recently in the Irish Central Times by Dermot McAvoy. I love Irish Central. <laughs> Let's get into it. JFK. We think of him married to Jacqueline. Like, his image is very cemented, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like the father. Stuff, the like, stuff we didn't see. Yeah, mm-hmm. like father, like son. So... Jean Tierney is an actress. And in 1946, Jean Tierney is married to fashion designer Oleg Cassini. She got married at the age of 20. But by 1946, Jean Tierney is one of the hottest actresses in Hollywood. Otto Priminger just has made her a megastar with the movie Laura. She's working with Joseph Mankiewicz at the time on Dragonwick, and he tells her filming one day, turn closely and look into the camera. This is Jean Tierney talking. I turned and found myself staring into what I thought were the most perfect blue eyes I'd ever seen on a man. He was standing near the camera wearing a Navy lieutenant's uniform. He smiled at me. My reaction was right out of a ladies' romance novel. (laughs) Literally, my heart skipped. Hmm. This is her autobiography, Self-Portrait, that Jean Tierney publishes in 1978. But Jean Tierney sees Jack Kennedy, and it is love at first sight. She continues, But when the scene was over, I stepped forward to meet the man whose blue eyes had engaged mine, and whose name turned out to be, dun-dun-dun, Jack Kennedy. (laughs) A coy thought flashed through my mind. I was glad I had worn a lavender gown for my scene that day. (laughs) Lavender was one of my best colors. Sure. Lavender really is a flattering color on just about everyone. You say this a lot. Handy color tip. Yeah. Okay. At the time, Jean Tierney is married to fashion designer Oleg Cassini. But the marriage is on the rocks. It. We're going to talk about that trashy divorce. I don't want to go too far down, but it doesn't go great. They're in the middle of divorce proceedings. So Jean Tierney. Meets Jack Kennedy that day, and she continues writing, That night, I wrote a long letter to my sister. I told Pat I wanted her to meet this strikingly handsome young man from Boston. She wrote back and asked, Who is meant to fall for him? You or me? (laughs) Well. hmm. Yeah, never seen such devoted sisters. So Jean and Jack meet again at the house of famous legendary skater Sonia Henney, and Jean had come with a date. But Jack Kennedy just quickly gets rid of her date and takes Jean 
by the hand into an empty room where they will dance. Gets rid of makes it sound like he shivved the guy. <laughs> I don't think he shivved the guy, but the date is done. So Gene right. will continue describing this. At one point, he said, I could dance like this the rest of my life. And the words did not sound trite at all. I decided right then it would be very easy to fall in love with him. I was half annoyed with myself, as little as we knew one another, but the thought stayed. Jean Tierney's head over heels in love with Jack Kennedy. She says he had the kind of bantering, unforced Irish charm that women so often find fatal. He asked me questions about my work, the kind that revealed how well he already knew the subject. His father had once invested in the movies, he told me. He did not mention, but I learned later that his father had an eye for the actresses mm -hmm. of the time among them, Marion Davies and Gloria Swanson. As noted. We had dinner together and then another and Jack had to leave. So they have being Irish in common. Mm -hmm. They have the movies thing. Mm -hmm. You're starlet. I like starlets in common. So the two also do have something else in common, which brings them together, which is mentally underdeveloped family members. Okay. Jean Tierney has Daria, her daughter, who was born with some complications. Mm -hmm. Kennedy has his older sister, Rosemary. Of course. Yeah, very famously. So Jean will write about how Jack really understood how he tells her about his sister, Rosemary, and how his family had loved and protected her no matter what her disabilities were. She will write that the subject was awkward for him. The Kennedys did not survive by dwelling on their imperfections. <laughs> Gene, he said, after a silence had passed between us, in any large family, you can always find something wrong with somebody. And that's the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> ironic that Jack Kennedy, <laughs> kind of all of them. <laughs> but they're free and impetuous, like they're young kids in mm -hmm, love. So sure. on a date one night in Manhattan, Jack's like, what should we do? Gene's like, let's have a cocktail. Jack says, that's an inspired idea. Gene will write, I suppose we looked like any other young couple having a reunion celebrating a few months late at the end of the war, which had gone on too long and cost too much. Jack hailed a taxi and quickly noted the driver's name on his cab license. So you're a Kelly, he declared. Would you be kind enough to take a Kennedy and a Tierney to the Monte Carlo Club in New Jersey? I know it's against the rules to drive out in New York. We're hoping you'll risk it. How's your sense of adventure, Kelly? The cabbie laughs and says, well, now I can't resist that. I mean, so they continue dating. Jean will say that Jack was partial to French restaurants. Just, just listen to the spider webs of the sentence. One night at the Versailles in New York, we listened to Edith Piaf sing the love songs that made her famous. Wow. Mm -hmm. One was called Longtemps, a line of which I can still quote from memory. A long, long time after the poets have disappeared, their songs will live in the streets. Right now, it's all rosy. It's all young love. It's going to work out great for this couple, right? <laughs> Jean Tierney was not our first lady. Let's take hmm. a quick break to hear from our sponsors this week. And when we come back, we're going to find out how it all goes wrong and becomes a trashy breakup. Hi, everybody. I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pie 
people, influences, and experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, homecasts. Your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. Okay, so we, we have these two, a dashing Navy man from Money, a Hollywood actress, legend, young love. In the late 1940s. New so York City. Should all be great. Scamming cabbies for longer rides than they should give. That's how it goes. But even in the late 1940s, becoming president is preoccupying mm. Jack Kennedy's thoughts. Sure. Gene will write. I don't recall how many dates Jack and I had, not many, before I told my family and few friends that I had met a young man who would be president someday. Wow. That was his goal. He talked about it in a way that was unselfconscious, as another might talk about going to work in his father's store. Hmm. Gene's mother is shocked by the political company that Kennedy is keeping. Gene says, I could see the drive he had, the sense of power acquired, acquired from being steeped in early Boston Irish politics. On occasion, when we visited my mother at her home in Green's Farms, Jack would have with him one of his ward healers, hardy, rumpled men who left cigar stubs in her ashtrays. Oh, okay. So these are the old, like, machine guys who, would, who yeah. would, like, run the precincts and, like, Send people after you with sticks if you voted the wrong way. Okay. Mother fed Jack milk and cookies in the kitchen, but she could not mask her distaste for his companions and did not try. Once she asked Jean's sister, Pat, why can't he get a better class of people around him? <laughs> Pat laughed and said, Mother, he's a politician. He's not on a polo team. <laughs> All right. So the Tierney family is looking at Jack Kennedy. Yeah. A little sideways, it sounds like. Well, this is how sideways it is, is that the Tierneys are Republicans and Episcopalians. Mm. Famously, the Kennedys are Democrats and Catholic. Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. Correct. The Tierneys are like, oh, hell no. This match is not going to happen. And Gene will admit, it. I was tense, uncertain of how they'd react. The first time I took Jack home to meet my family... My brother Butch had heard rumors we might be getting serious, and 
he did not receive the news gladly. He had done his graduate work at Harvard when Jack was a student there. Uh-oh. Knew him slightly and didn't like him or his politics. I wonder if the Kennedy men misunderstood the Roman part of Roman Catholic. <laughs> we were New England Republicans with a natural suspicion of rich Democrats who take up with the poor. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit of this, Gene Tierney will recall that my brother would not even let me in the front door. He did not feel he made clear that there was any future in my dating a Catholic. Any girl who's going through a divorce, he lectured me, and has a disabled child, using a different word there, has no business looking to have her heart broken anymore. I don't admire you or him for getting mixed up with each other. <laughs> Brother's mad. Wow. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting because odds are that he would not have been permitted to marry her as a divorcee. You haven't even read the story. Hang tight. Let's get to it. <laughs> okay. So family disapproval. Gene's mm-hmm. family is a no-go. Yeah. But Gene, the heart wants oh, yeah. what the heart wants. She says Jack was single and eligible and not yet a national figure. Still, we tried to keep our romance out of the gossip columns. And for the most part, we succeeded. I visited him once in Washington and sat quietly in the guest balcony while Congress was in session. A reporter spotted me and asked what I was doing there. Thinking quickly, I said that I was studying the government. <laughs> oh, for some kind of movie project, he asked. I nodded. Something like that. <laughs> At that moment, Jack picked me out from the floor of the house, waved, and ruined my story. I just didn't think that dating an actress at that point would have been very good for his career. But again, she can't help herself. I'm not sure I can explain the nature of Jack's charm, but he took life just as it came. He didn't try to hide. He never worried about making an impression. He made you feel very secure. I don't remember seeing him angry. He was good with people in a way that went beyond politics, thoughtful in more than a material way. Gifts and flowers were not his style. He gave you his time and his interest. He knew the strength of the phrase, what do you think? Very good. Yeah, I, I feel like successful politicians tend to make you feel like you are the only person in the room. Now, remember, Jean's married <laughs> to fashion designer Oleg Cassini. Details, details. Well, Oleg Cassini is going to become Jacqueline Kennedy's favorite designer. Okay. In short order. Like the spider webs mm-hmm. in this are immense. But Oleg at the time is very worried about his wife, Jean. Yeah, they don't want to be married anymore, but Oleg knows the Kennedys. Yeah, running around with a Kennedy? Uh. Right. He liked Jack and did not distrust his intentions, but he worried about what was ahead of me. Oleg tells her, don't you understand? Jack can't marry you. No Catholic is going to marry a divorced woman. His family won't stand for it. Gene, be sure you know what you're doing. Okay, but Gene Tierney likes the Irishman. Because it's not just Jack Kennedy that's caught her eye. It's also fellow 20th century Fox star Tyrone Power, who's super sexy. They star in 1946's The Razor's Edge. But Gene doesn't really have the pull to Tyrone Power quite like she is attracted to Jack Kennedy. 
Tyrone gives her a silk scarf. She calls to say thanks, but I'm, you know, on my way to Cape Cod to visit Jack. And Tyrone Power says, have a nice time. And on the way up, she looks at the scarf and it has the word love embroidered into it. Tyrone Power is head over heels Mm -hmm. about Jean Tierney. Choices, Mm -hmm. choices. Mm -hmm. She says, Ty was warm and considerate. He had a beautiful face, but I could not fall in love with Ty Power Hmm. having met Jack Kennedy. Okay. How does it all go wrong? I can think of a few likely (laughs) pathways. So Jean in love with Jack. Jack, for whatever his, you know, feelings are towards Jean, it is a... It is an intense relationship. Both, obviously, are thinking about marriage, but it is Jack who will bring the bad news to Jean. She will write, here's your sad breakup part. We were having lunch one day in New York. Just before we were joined by some of his friends, he looked at me and said, out of the blue, you know, Jean, I can never marry you. In the chatter, the exchange of greetings as his friends settled into their seats, I said nothing. Then it was time for Jack to catch his flight back to Washington. As he moved away from the table, I sat still, and in a voice just above a whisper, I said, Bye-bye, Jack. Mm. He stopped, walked back across the room, and said, his smile a little off-center, What do you mean? That sounds kind of final. It is, Jean replies. Mm. We looked at each other for a long, timeless moment, and then he turned and left to catch his plane. Yikes. And that's the love affair over, but no, they were going to see each other a few more times. Are you ready? Okay. We're not We're not done with the follow-up. All right. A few years later, they meet in Paris at Maxime's, totally by accident. And Jack Kennedy is like, hey, Jean, want to dance with me? And uh, then we'll ask her, isn't it time we started to see each other again? And Jean will say, no, not for me. Yeah, that's... Nope. I was too crazy about him to risk renewing something that could only end by hurting us both. Less than six months later, I read of his marriage to Jacqueline Lee Bouvier, Mm -hmm. a bride I felt sure his parents approved of. Oh, yeah. From the beginning, I should have known our situation was hopeless. I've never talked with reporters about Jack, and until now had never written about us. Only he knew how serious his feelings were, but... Obviously, when a man tells a woman he can't marry her, if he feels compelled to say so, then the subject must have been on his mind. You wonder how it would have impacted some of the anti-Catholic stuff in his election if he had a Protestant wife, who, right, like who had been divorced and like, no, I'm a new kind of Catholic or something like that. I, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's you can conjecture all you sure. want, but it sure. is it is not the fate of this relationship. So in the 1950s, sadly, Jean Tierney really does have a fascinating life and kind of a sad life as well. In the 50s, she is suffering from mental illness and will undergo shock therapy. This just has all kinds of terrible. I mean, I realize that there are legit uses for it, but Wow. In 1956, she will run into Jack again, this time in New York at El Morocco. Naturally, mm-hmm. they will dance. Mm-hmm. And the next day, Jack is going to come visit Jean at her mother's apartment. Now, Jean's mom 
right? Didn't like him yeah. to 10 years ago. Well, and now he's U.S. Senator Jack Kennedy, right? Yeah, he's Senator Jack Ke- married Senator married Jack Kennedy. Senator Jack Kennedy. And Mama Tierney's like, oh, you don't get to be alone with my daughter, yeah. who is in a very fragile state and recovering from mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of life trauma. Mm-hmm. So Jack is a little helpless, like I'd really like to talk to Gene. So they make a compromise, which is, Gene will write, finally, Jack smiled and suggested we go for a walk. <laughs> Outside, under the streetlights, we talked about my illness. I told him I had begun to realize that I was one of those people who cannot handle problems and disappointments by trying to work harder. Hmm. She's a fascinating, fascinating woman. But the romance, most assuredly, was over. Jean will confess in her memoir, No one really broke up our relationship. Not Jack's father, nor his mother, nor my family. I didn't date him again because I knew the consequences would not be happy ones. In truth, ours was a sweet but short-lived romance. When I met him, he was a serious young man with a dream. He was not a womanizer. Not as I understand the term. In the years after we met and since his death, I have thought often about the charming Navy lieutenant who went on to become our youngest president. I wore my heart on my sleeve for a long time. But what digging I do now in the past is an effort to explain my life, not his. Hmm. I have one little fun follow-up to cap off this story in the very best of ways. When Kennedy is elected in 1960 as our 35th president, Gene will send him a telegram. Congratulations. I knew you would make it. (laughs) What is not mentioned in that telegram is that Gene Tierney voted for Richard Nixon. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, Republican. (laughs) That's funny. That is the follow-up. Like father, like son. Trashy breakup of Gene Tierney and Jack Kennedy. Because Gene knew. Again, sometimes that's smart. I don't know if you've had that relationship that you're like, nope, I'm not going to do it because it's like, there's no way this is going to end in anything but right. disaster. Right. So not going to do it. I was a, I was a, I was a red flag aficionado in my twenties. It was a thing. I think everybody is in their twenties. I can distinguish between like twenty eight hundred shades of red. Oh, I mean, nothing is hotter than a red flag when you're like twenty four. <laughs> Bring it, <laughs> y'all! Thanks so much for tuning in. That is trashy breakups for today. A little bit of, a little bit of follow up for you. We'll be back this Sunday. With two brand new Trashy Divorces. Don't forget, patreon.com slash Trashy Divorces. All kinds of stuff there all the time. Have you subscribed to Love Letters 2 yet? Mm, True. Are are you catching up on Done and Done as well? We're doing all kinds of Gilded Age high society stuff over there. Hot spots. Hopping. People promenading. There's always somebody promenading over here at the uh, Trashy Divorces empire. The betters. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for tuning in. Until we see you again, keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy. Back with you on Sunday, friends. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, 
with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.